This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined today by Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. Today, we'll start our road trip in Jackson for the 2017 10 Most Endangered Historic Places. Next, we'll head to Richland for the 10th Annual Fat Tire Festival and Lungbuster Race. Then we'll stop in Cleveland for the 35th Annual Oktoberfest and end our trip with Grammy-nominated guitarist and vocalist Vasti Jackson. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, and I'm joined today by my friend Kamel King, And we are glad to be on the airwaves. Fall fever is in the air. And let's just face it, everybody, you can't do everything. So we're here to help you figure out how to spend your time this weekend and what's going on in your own backyard that you just may not know about. Exactly, exactly. There's so much to do around the state. And I mean, of course, during festival time, it is just live and it's still festivals going on. Uh, But, you know, it's always something to do in Mississippi, whether it's crisp outside or whether it's hot. There are always beautiful things to do. Well, and beautiful things to see. I had the uh, good fortune to travel up to Cleveland this week for a a meeting with some of our reporters at Mississippi Today. And, you know, I I take for granted my city life. You know, I'm I'm living in this rural state, but, you know, I spend most of my time in Metro Jackson. And um, to see the cotton fields in yeah. full bloom, uh, defoliated with just that white uh, just sea, uh, ocean of yeah. cotton, uh, really just kind of just struck me. Uh, you know, I see it every year. Where, but for those of us who don't live um, in, in areas where there's farming all around, it really is just a beautiful sight to behold. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds you of what made this state great, you know, is the agriculture. It all started there. Of course, music and culinary and all of those things, but agriculture is really what built this state to be what it is. Yeah, and still is such a huge part of our, our economic um, landscape here, and uh, just that's a hard job. It's hard yeah. work, and certainly I uh, want to give a shout-out to all our farmers. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> At good least folks. they have air conditioning in the, you know, in the big trucks. Yeah, I hear so. there's like serious radio and yeah, all kinds yeah. of amenities, but... Well, I'm sure it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, Camille, uh, speaking of hard, you're always hard at work, and you've got a big week coming up uh, next week with the Mississippi Blues Trail. Yes, indeed. It's so excited. Uh, we have two Blues Trail markers uh, that visit Mississippi, and the Blues Commission uh, is going to be putting in the ground.
ground with the uh, communities. First, October 19th in Greenville, we will be putting a marker in the ground to honor Prince McCoy. And Prince McCoy was almost unknown to blues uh, officiados and scholars until about 2006, where they uh, unearthed that he really inspired W.C. Handy to... Uh, be a blues musician and to really take it seriously. And he he led a trio and was an inspirational figure and, I mean, was almost wiped out of history. So this is going to honor him. And then the next day, October 20th, will honor Ocean City, uh, Ocean Springs Blues. And a marker will be put in Ocean Springs. And they just have such a rich history in, on the coast and cannot wait to go to both of these. And, and it's going to be a grand experience. Wow, you're, you're really going to crisscross the state on this journey. Yes, uh, indeed. One day in Greenville, the next day in Ocean Springs. Yeah. So uh, covering some miles there for sure. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think about uh, blues musicians pre-WC Handy because he's really kind of like, you know, right. early, early, kind of the beginning. So wow, a great work by uh, the blues scholars team, Jim O'Neill and Scott O'Neil Beretta. Jim O'Neill and Scott Beretta, they are the best. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wonderful. Well, I hope f- folks can make it out for those marker unveilings. Do you know what time the unveilings will take place? Yes, indeed. Uh, 10 o'clock uh, for the Prince McCoy and also 10 o'clock a.m. for Ocean Springs. And if you'd like to uh, get more information about it, there will be uh, press releases on visitmississippi.org, and you can find out exactly where it's going, but the communities will know all about it. There will be a big media push. Okay, wonderful. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, we're really pleased to have guests in studio this morning. Uh, We want to welcome to the show Lolly Rash. She is the executive director of the Mississippi Heritage Trust. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, we're so glad to have you uh, and always excited uh, about your annual event uh, celebrating or really exploring uh, the 10 most endangered historic places of Mississippi, which is upcoming next week. It is October 19th. We will announce the 2017 list of endangered places around the state and talk about the threats that are facing those buildings and how we can help save them. Wow. And now the Heritage Trust, um, uh, really, you guys got going around uh, the early 90s, 1992, I believe. This is our 25th anniversary year, so it's a big milestone. Well, and tell us a a little bit of background about your organization. Well, the mission is to save and renew places meaningful to Mississippians and their history. So that's a very broad mission. And we, we do that through advocacy and education. And of course, the 10 Most Endangered Historic Places in Mississippi program is one of our signature programs that really helps to raise awareness about the fact that these buildings are valuable, they have stories to tell, and they can be saved because we have some amazing success stories to tell. Now, Lala, you have a, I mean, a wide history with Mississippi Heritage Trust. You're the executive director now, but you have also been a board member, board president, and a volunteer. So tell me how you got involved, you know, with the Heritage Trust and how you kind of ascended to your position. Well, I love um, exploring historic buildings and historic communities. And as you were saying, in Mississippi, we have such a wealth of history and beautiful places around our state. So I worked for the city of Biloxi in historic preservation for many years. And um, as you said, served on the board of the Mississippi Heritage Trust and has just always been very impressed with the organization's work to raise awareness in communities about issues related to historic preservation had the opportunity after Hurricane Katrina to do a lot of volunteer work all along the coast, which meant so much to me. I made so many friends and got to be involved in some great projects like the Randolph School and Past Christian and saving the Charlie Norwood House in Ocean Springs. Those were very meaningful things to me. And mm-hmm. today you can see the result because the Randolph School is now this wonderful place for senior citizens to come 
um, and do crafts and exercises. They also have a little theater group that's working wow. out of there. So um, it's something that's very tangible and means a lot to that community. And for me to have played a small role in helping to save it is, is very meaningful to me. So from there, um, becoming director of, of the Mississippi Heritage Trust was just a real honor. And now yeah. I get to work all over the state on these great issues and work with people who get just very passionate about their history and their communities. So it's a very rewarding job. Wow. Now, with, with the 10 most list, um, tell us a little bit about, um, about this project. Like, why a list? Why do we want to talk about a specific number of places each year? Because I'm sure there are just many. Well, many, it's a many. great question because obviously each one of these 10 places is essentially a placeholder for another 100 places that are <laughs> endangered, right? Mm-hmm. But by talking about one place, we can help to say how that resonates in another community where people maybe are struggling with one of these issues. Oh, we have a historic theater and we're not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Well, look at what's happening down the road. They were able to save their theater. How did they manage? Where did they find their resources and funding? So we use this list to talk about these specific stories, and I I feel that we're somehow the caretaker of those stories, because without the 10 Most Endangered Historic Places program, some of these stories would essentially be lost, except for that local community. Um, Well, some of them are great success stories, and and we, we love to talk about them all over the state. Sometimes the losses are what resonate and help to save a place in the future because you say, I don't want that to happen in my town. Yes, indeed. How important is it to these communities when the Heritage Trust comes in and recognizes a place and say, hey, we're going to double down and, you know, and do something about it and and save this story and tell this story and maintain it for uh, Mississippians and all to see how do they feel about it? Well, I think it's a support system, right? It's a vote of confidence in your local work. You've got somebody that's saying on a state wide level that this is work that is of value and can have a significant impact in your community. And we don't all work on these issues every day, right? But yeah. Mississippi Heritage Trust does. Mm-hmm. So we can say, have you explored the opportunity for incentives like the historic tax credit? Well, let us make sure you have that information. Um, these are other ways projects have cobbled together the money over many years mm-hmm. uh, to make a uh, building like the Mary C. O'Keefe uh, Cultural Center in Ocean Springs, this wonderful resource for the arts and um, education in their community. So holding up great examples, talking about the leaders and champions in those communities who who made these projects happen gives a, a community inspiration to move forward. Exactly. Well, and I think what's so exciting about it is um, you're, of course, saving a structure and, and uh, something that's architecturally significant, but you're creating opportunity for community engagement thereafter. So often these spaces become real, really center to community life. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, just my perspective from a very um, specific perspective of historic preservation, that the communities that are able to rally, that find that champion who brings the community together to save a building. Um, Those are the places where I would want to live, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the ones where there's a divisive fight and the building is lost in the end. It's sad to lose the building, but I'm sadder for those people to have to go forward and think that, you know, in their community, they could not find the um, center place to come together to have a conversation because in that case, there really are winners and losers. And that's not what you yeah. want for your community. Right. That's the interesting side to the story, huh? 
Exactly. Now, I think when people think about historic preservation, maybe a, a misconception is that historic places are, are courthouses or, or the big house on the boulevard. But uh, the Heritage Trust has done a great job of really recognizing what I think are sort of maybe un, unsuspecting historic places. Oh, yes. we ha- um, It's places for a reason. Um, we have archaeological sites like oh. uh, Chickasaw Old Town up near Tupelo. We have a bridge on our list, uh, Keesler Bridge in Greenville which was slated for demolition, but now is, uh, you know, one of the icons of this community, right? Totally. So uh, something that they are very proud of, as as they should be. Um, we have a wonderful spot that's had some great positive action here near Jackson called the Mississippi River Basin Model. Um, mm. it is an, it's an astounding place. It's incredible history, and it was really being lost. And now there's this group of volunteers that have come together to champion the project and get out there with work days to clear it out. So yes, it's not just um, it's not just buildings. It's not just courthouses and schools. It's um, a wide variety of historic resources that have value. Now, uh, Lolly, you've brought in uh, a list that shows us the ten most. Um, uh, uh, the 10 most uh, endangered historic places from years past, from 1999 to uh, present day. And I, I get the feeling you're not going to share the list with us on air today for the 2017. <laughs> no, um, um, we will be announcing that on October 19th. And part of the event is to build some some excitement and suspense about, you know, what are they going to be? So we would encourage you to come be a part of our announcement on October 19th. It's going to be at the Lowry House, which was on our endangered list back in 2005 and is now beautifully restored and a great place for parties. So um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's it's a great event because people from all over the state are there to talk about what's going on in their communities relative right. to historic preservation, how they've managed to solve problems. And um, there's good food and drink, too. Here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust can certainly throw a party. I know this from experience. So uh, it's certainly a wonderful event to attend. So it's October 19th, starting at 6 p.m. This is the 11th list it is. Uh, for the 10 most um, endangered historic places. And uh, we're uh, we're about to have to take a break. So I want you to tell folks where they can go to learn more. But I do want to say y'all are doing something special this year in honoring one of our great architects and uh, of Mississippi, sort of a legend. Yes, well, we usually have an honorary chairman associated with the event, and our organization unanimously reached out to Robert Parker Adams to be the chairman this year. And um, Bob has incredible um, credentials related to historic preservation. One of his most recent projects is the James Observatory on the Millsaps campus, which is such a wonderful project. But that is just one project among many, many, many The other thing is Bob has always been a great supporter of the Mississippi Heritage Trust. He's been there since the beginning and has always helped the organization grow. Um, And it's just been a wise counsel for our for our group. So we're we're really glad to have a chance to to give him the much deserved pat on the back. Awesome. Well, uh, tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about next week's event. Yes. Well, uh, the website is ms10most, um, and that's uh, number one zero, ms10most.com. And you'll find on that uh, website information about the hundred places that have been listed over the years as endangered. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Lolly Rash, for joining us in studio today. We need to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll talk with Kelly Carr about Oktoberfest 2017. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Just joining us today, we just had a great conversation with Lolly Rash of uh, the Mississippi Heritage Trust about their 10 Most Endangered Historic Places program. They're celebrating uh, the 2017 list right. next Thursday here in Jackson. So want to check out um, 10, MS 10 Most to learn more about that. And uh, we're just going to move right into our next guest. We've got our friend Kelly Carr with the Cleveland CVB on the line. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, guys, how's it going? Kelly, Kelly. Kelly, so good to have you on the phone. Uh, I was in Cleveland this week, and I had a great um, lunch at Delta Meat Market. I just have to say pork chop with kimchi coleslaw. Can't go wrong I'm telling you what, they surprise me all the time. And the fact that the menu changes daily just makes me want to go every day, which is dangerous for my pocketbook. But (laughs) um, absolutely delicious, and uh, we're lucky to have that in town. Well, uh, downtown is is uh, really decorated and blanketed with um, uh, signs and banners and uh, excitement around Oktoberfest 2017. Uh, this it looks to be like this is your 35th year. Yes, 30 years of great music and barbecue and um, lots of awesome arts and crafts. So I'm actually standing at our visitor center. It's kind of um, the hub of everything and um, lots of great. Uh, barbecue team set up all around us, so the smell is already um, in the air. Will continue to be for um, the next uh, few days, and we're really looking forward to having, you know, upwards of fifteen thousand people in town, which is pretty much what it is every year. So maybe we'll we'll break that record um, for our thirty fifth year. Well, Kelly, I'll tell you, of course, Cleveland has a lot to boast about. Uh, the Grammy Museum, Delta State, you know, you guys, Blues Trail Markers, and also having you because you're a great, great asset to the tourism community. I'll tell you, if you haven't been to uh, Cleveland and met Kelly, you are missing out on a real joy. But I did. Oh, you are too sweet. Well, you know you are. <laughs> but I did not know how big Oktoberfest was until I joined the Visit Mississippi family and. Oktoberfest paints the entire city, and it's promoted all year long, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we were really excited this year, too, for Food and Wine to name us um, the top festival to come visit in Mississippi. And, uh, of course, because of the food and the music and, um, you know, something about the Delta that, that makes people just uh, really – um, enjoy what they've got in front of them. And, and, you know, we've got so many great artists here that showcase um, during the festival, which starts tomorrow. Tonight is just the barbecue and the music. I say just. It is a huge component of that. But, yeah, so Cleveland is super um, – we're proud of Oktoberfest. We're excited about all the people that come back, and there's so many reunions planned around it. And um, I think people are really surprised when they come back to Cleveland that they maybe haven't been here in the last 10 years, and they're floored by how many great things are going on and the visitors that they see and, and how far people travel, you know, all over the world to come. And um, it's great for people who've maybe been here before or used to live here to get a good taste of that. So we're really proud to um, to host 
um, anybody who wants to come. It's it's free and open, and um, and the music is is going to be really amazing tonight. Well, uh, Kelly, before you were on the line, we had Lolly Rash with us from the Mississippi oh, Heritage yeah. Trust, and, and their group gathered in Cleveland earlier this year for their annual conference. And uh, one of your shops on Main Street is really sort of a, a showcase, a centerpiece of the work the Heritage Trust does, and that's the H-Squared uh, Clothing Boutique. And uh, to yes. look at that space, um, they've got a little, like, MG convertible in the front window. It's really kind of takes you back to those grandiose, like, days maybe in the 40s of, of like, downtown shops. Shopping. So a wonderful shopping destination um, as well. It's just a cool building to check out. Now, Kelly, I love, I was reading about uh, this weekend's festival. And uh, can you tell our listeners how things get started today? You have a special ceremony. Yes, we have the um, lighting of the grill. And it is the, it signifies the festival officially getting kicked off. And, and this year they're actually um, uh, sold raffle tickets for a custom smoker grill and um so hopefully that will continue and um it is uh it's quite the sight to see and uh people just really i think um feel like they can get kicked off at that point but they do wait for that lighting up the grill is a good uh symbolic gesture of the activities getting started. I, I feel like that's the symbolic um, gesture of every weekend at my house getting started, <laughs> the, the lighting of the grill. So I love that that's uh, celebrated uh, in a big way. Uh, Kelly, I was uh, and there. Of course, Cleveland's a really family friendly community. This sounds like a very family friendly event. Tell us what uh, what's happening with the kids tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so lots of great kids activities. There's a little train that runs around and um, the music is all very kid-friendly, and, of course, it's right around the Railroad Museum down here, which will be open tomorrow as well, so the largest O-Gage model train um, in the state and, and probably the, the southeast here. Um, and so you can see kids running in and out and going to, on the caboose, and um, it's just a ton of great things going on. The weather is supposed to be absolutely fabulous. And uh, so, you know, we, we call that um, tourism weather where we can order that up. And when it, when it rains, it's not tourism weather. But I think we're looking for, a, to, for it to be a great day tomorrow and um, lots of good food. And, and so it really is something for everyone and, and great arts and crafts. And I always laugh a lot of the pop guns and all the vintage toys that they sell down here, things that I used to get to. So it's fun to, to pass those along to your own kids. Tell us about some of the performers. I see you've got Blackwater Trio, and you've got Old School Review and Mississippi Gravy. What type of music can people expect? We, what's the great thing about, um, about Cleveland and the Delta is it's not just blues. We love the blues, but, you know, blues had a baby, and they called it rock and roll. So um, <laughs> you've got the Cuz Band, and they're awesome, and Blackwater Trio is one of my favorites from Clarksville. They just do a fantastic job. And then you've got the Players, and... Um, we're so lucky to have the Delta Music Institute here at Delta State. And so they um, have got quite a few different bands that come out of um, these students that, that kind of get together and then kind of form their own. Um, they, they, they pick their own style. And so we've got quite a few of the Delta Music Institute bands, and it gives them a great opportunity to perform in front of crowds and for people to see them as well. And uh, we're hoping a lot of those students decide to stick around with all the music-centric stuff that's going on in Cleveland. You know, we've got country, and um, so it's really just a great mix of everything, and uh, I think there's really going to be something for everyone. 
Well, and I, I can't let you get off the phone today without talking a little bit about, uh, I think, what you call the most anticipated uh, children's event of the weekend, which has something to do with school school principals. Oh, Lordy, yes. So it's uh, the the school, um, and I and I forgive me for this, but I believe it's wins a contest, but their principal gets to kiss the pig. So you can only imagine. <laughs> Um, how fired up these kids get, and it becomes this huge competition because while they do love their principals, it is quite an event to see your principal kiss a pig. And uh, so everything here is very pig-centric, is what I say. (laughs) So why not get them to do that? But it's a lot of fun, and and people really um, look forward to Oktoberfest every year. So we hope we get a good crowd and um, like I said, it's uh, it's open and, and it's great to come and spend a, an afternoon or an evening tonight. And we'll feed you and we'll let you listen to some good music and uh, hopefully send you home happy. Now, Kelly, uh, it sounds like things are really already stirring uh, this afternoon and today in downtown Cleveland. Tell us about uh, the details for tomorrow and where people can go to find out more information. Yeah, so it kicks off tonight and there'll be a, a three-party tonight. Um, until uh, a little bit later. And then tomorrow, Arts and Crafts, um, Children's Area, all that good stuff kicks off about 9, and it lasts until about between 5.30 and 6 tomorrow. And they'll announce the winners of the the barbecue competition, which is a a Memphis Barbecue Network sanctioned event. Um, So we have teams from all over the country here, and uh, it's a lot of excitement. You see everybody gets their awards. Um, about six tomorrow, and it's just so much fun to see the people who stayed up all night cooking and crossing their fingers and hoping that they win. That's always a good fun time. So live music all day tomorrow, great food. Um, it'll just be a great time. So uh, so y'all come see us. Well, thank you, Kelly. And, and remind us again one more time the website. It is OctoberfestMS.com, and you can get the full schedule of events there. And um, just uh, that's pretty much all, all you know, it, your hub of information, so to speak. Well, great. Well, thank you, Kelly, for making time to join us. We've been talking with Kelly Carr. She's the director of the Cleveland Convention and Visitors Bureau, telling us about the 35th annual Oktoberfest in downtown Cleveland, Mississippi, not to miss. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll speak with Jeremy Polk for the 10th annual Fat Tire Festival. This is a mountain bike festival in the middle of Mississippi. This is Next Stop, and we'll be right back after the break. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.
Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of Mississippi Today, joined by Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And if you're just tuning in, before the break, we spoke with Kelly Carr about the 35th annual Oktoberfest, uh, barbecue cooking contest, arts and music in downtown Cleveland, and uh, really sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but we've got a big show today, and we're going to move right along uh, and speak with Jeremy Polk. He is with the Tri-County Mountain Bike Association, and he's here to tell us about the 10th Annual Fat Tire Festival and McGee Lung Buster. Welcome, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we are glad to have you. Uh, some folks might not expect to hear about a mountain bike uh, team in the right. middle of Mississippi. Yeah, we have uh, approximately 100 acres of property uh, situated just outside of the city of Ridgeland, um, in the back of a neighborhood, really, and it's a place that we have built about nine and a half miles of single-track trails on where you can ride your mountain bike. Um, we are hosting our 10th annual uh, lung, bu- let's see, lung Buster Weekend, Fat Tire Festival, and um, XC Cross Country Race on Sunday. Saturday we have um, several... Several events going on, uh, starting with, um, let's see, some skills clinics that are happening uh, with a couple of professional mountain bikers. Um, one of the guys um, that is, is leading the skills clinic started racing with us at eight years old, and now he's 20 and he's racing all over the world at um, top level UCI mountain bike events. So it's pretty cool to have him back home leading this skills clinic. His name's Jerry Dufour. Um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but at uh, 12 o'clock, we've got a uh, Taquiera La Riata food truck coming by, and they will be there until 6. We've got a free kids race at 1 p.m. Uh, for uh, 6 and under, 7 and 10, and 11 and 14. That is a free race for the kids. Uh, we have a 2 p.m. Super D race, which is mostly a downhill type event with some jumps and berms and uh, just a, a fast, fun uh, race. It's only $10. And then we also have at 4 p.m. Uh, cross-country eliminator race where four people line up head-to-head and they go all-out max effort, 120% for a, about a mile. They come back, the bottom two are eliminated, the top two move on to the finals and then winner takes all and that is again a ten dollar entry fee on that one uh, and then at 6 p.m we've got uh larry brewer and doug hurt uh taking the stage at the mayfield pavilion uh going to be playing some music and uh we'll have a uh not a big bonfire since it's so warm this weekend but we'll have a little fire and people can hang out and uh listen to some music and then get ready for our mcgee longbuster cross-country race on sunday morning uh, that starts at 8.30 uh, for our beginner racers and at 10 a.m. for our more advanced um, racers. So Now, Jerry, really let's, uh, let's get down to basics. I've, so fat tire um, is really a reference to the actual equipment you need for this sort of, of racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct. It's, it, it references mountain bikes. And mountain bikes have fat, knobby tires. Most of them nowadays have suspension in the front and the rear kind of like a motorcycle except for you power it with your legs so it's a lot of fun and uh, we've got a great place we're thankful to the city of ridgeland for 
uh, having this piece of property that we actually lease from them. Uh, and Mayor Gene McGee, it is it is called the McGee Lungbuster for that reason because he is responsible for um, getting us out there on this piece of property and getting people out and about and getting them on a bike. And that's what we're all about. So. Well, well, talk about what it feels like to be riding a bike at, at I don't know, 10, 20, 30 miles an hour between two <laughs> trees on a dirt right. path. It's not 30 miles an hour most of the time, not around <laughs> here. But i tell you what, it's, it reminds me there's some times when I'm coming down a hill just flying through these trees. And it reminds me of uh, Luke Skywalker on the back of one of those bikes in the woods of Ewok, you know, it's like a grease and we're flying through here. So that's what it feels like to me. It literally reminds me of, of being on one of those, I don't even know what they're called. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Funny. Yeah. Now, now, where does the term or the name lung buster come from? Because that scares a heavyset brother like me to death. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from uh, this this particular piece of property has two big um, hills on it, two big knolls. And we've built this trail system around and up these knolls. And so literally we have some of the most, um, some of the biggest climbing, most climbing uh, per mile in central Mississippi. Um, You can't find this kind of climbing, um, you know, anywhere else in central Mississippi. It's, um, it's pretty neat. Uh, the the rock formations that we have are all sandstone. You you can go out there and see seashells um, in the sandstone. It's crazy cool. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the reason it's called the lungbuster is because if you're not if you're not ready for it, it will uh, it will truly make you feel like your lungs are going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jeremy, it sounds like a fun thing for folks to come out and watch and enjoy. You're encouraging uh, folks to come out and camp, hear the music, uh, enjoy the food trucks. So, uh, if people want to know more about uh, this weekend's event, where can they go to find information? Uh, you can go to our website. Uh, it's try t r i county. Uh, mountain bike, let's see, mtb.org, tricountymtb.org, and it's got our flyer on there. Uh, we do have a inflatable, um, what are those things called? Uh, not the jumpy house, but the, uh, the ones that you have yeah, to go Kids to. toys, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, for the kids, we've got that. We'll have... Like I said, the kids' races, we have a little pump track, which is uh, covered up by kids all day long uh, during our events. Uh, They really enjoy it. It's just a series of bumps and turns, and it's real compact, and they just truly enjoy it. But we also are going to be um, having a meet-and-greet with our um, Mississippi Blues composite mountain bike team. We've got a composite team, a high school team, that um, goes over to Alabama and races in their spring uh, NICA, which is the National Interscholastic Cycling Association. Uh, Well, Jeremy, we've got to take a break, but we're so glad that you were on today and want to encourage everyone to get out uh, for this weekend's uh, big fat tire race and McGee Lungbuster cross country. Uh, We're going to take a break now, but when we come back, we'll be speaking with Vast Eye Jackson about his new album. So you don't want to miss that. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio.
and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. Uh, you're listening to uh, what we call uh, to a song, uh, Keep On Living, off of Vast Eye Jackson's new album, The Blues Made Me, Roots and Fruits. Uh, Vast Eye Jackson is uh, a Grammy-nominated artist. He is a 2017 recipient of the Governor's Arts Award. Uh, he's been named a cultural ambassador for Mississippi and is truly one of the most active and exciting Mississippi yes. Blues musicians touring yes. today. So uh, we're very pleased to welcome to the show our friend, uh, the great Vasti Jackson. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, great. So happy to have you on, uh, Vasti. I mean, uh, people just uh, cannot get enough of you. I know I can't because you are lightning in a bottle when you perform. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Man, I am fantastic. I am just, I am so wonderfully blessed. And to have you and Mary Margaret on at the same time this morning is, wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we feel the same. Uh, that's how when we were corresponding earlier this week, I just got so excited about uh, featuring your new album, um, The Blues Made Me, Roots and Fruits, on the show today. Uh, an incredible collection of songs. Uh, but the story behind this album is what inspires me most. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about how this came to be. Well, it's 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 really my life, you know. Um, it's just being born in Mississippi, born into a musical family where um, music was always used as a part of everyday life to to celebrate things and to convey messages from my grandmother and grandfather. So um, I was thinking about family, 
really. And then I was thinking about my my upbringing. You know, I do a lot of lot of music and a lot of different styles, jazz and gospel and all kinds. And so these these one thing that inspired me that Hank Williams Jr. recorded um a song of my cousin Reverend Charlie Jackson called uh Tangle All Up in Jesus. And it's just, it was so funny how these things would come back around and it just come back to my family, right? And then a cousin of mine, Patrice Jackson, she's a wonderful cellist. She's uh she's been just put on a uh faculty at Berkeley Conservatory of Music. So music is family to me. So these songs are about my my what my grandfather, grandmother, mother, uncles, aunts gave to me and then they reach out to my greater family of you all and people in Mississippi. The first song she was playing called Keep On Living. And uh, that's something that I believe, regardless of the struggles, the strifes, depression, you know, God has a brighter day for us. So these messages, this, this album is really about love and compassion. And it's not just so much about romantic love. It's about the triumph and the victory of blues and the hope of another breath. And uh you know, this is this is true. This this record is a true record. So my warts, whatever is on this C D it's all there. Well Vestai, that that leads me to uh one thing that I did want to say to you and I'm glad I'm having a chance to say it to you personally. You have dropped so many jewels and nutrients on me every time that I see you and for, you know, not a super young guy for, but for a young buck, uh the types of influence that you've given talking about spirituality and taking care of yourself uh because I've often asked you, you know, you're not only a consummate blues man and performer who just gives it all but you're a scholar you're a writer you're a historian you're a world traveler and you're very respected as a mind and i've often asked you with all of this international traveling that you do how do you do it and you always come back to spirituality and taking care of yourself health-wise so talk to our listeners about your method of method method methodology of life <laughs> i'm sorry well well the thing is um my physical body is only a vessel it houses my soul and in order for me to carry uh the spirit that god has given me i must keep it tuned up and maintained so i don't drink i don't smoke um i try to eat right uh, or better, at least, you know what I mean? Uh, I know we have the soul food culture, and I love soul food, but, I'm, you know, I can't eat a lot of fried chicken. I very seldom eat pork, and i got to get my five vegetables a day and drink my green tea in the morning and lemon water. And, and those are things that I do for my physical body because we know that these things can be very, very taxing. I mean, a lot of traveling and things of that nature. And so that is what I do. Of course, Psychologically, um, you know, I, I try to focus on 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 um, the on optimistic things in life. I am a optimistic pragmatist. I'm practical, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm very optimistic in, in all things. That's, I mean, on the physical side, just speaking about the body. I 
I don't jog, but I walk. I enjoy walking. When I walk, I listen to music. And, of course, you know, I do music every day. Um, not that it is released and put out to the public, but simply because it's just part of my breathing. It's part of my life. Every it's Music is, is, is just a daily routine, you know. So for the body, and I say this to all, to young people, you know what I mean, be very careful. I mean, uh, because there's so many, you know, chemicals and toxins and food and fast food and so forth and so on. It's not that you shouldn't eat these things, but just don't do it every day. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, Vasta, speaking of young people, I know your mother was a huge influence on you in, in both your development as an artist and, of, of course, as, as a man. Um, we are going to take a, a quick break to hear a little bit of, of uh, Cut Off Your New Album, Mama's Song. Do you, do you want to say a, a few words about this song? Well, just a, a few words. Um, you know, mothers are so important, you know. And, you know, most of you, well, I think I've told you, you know, I was named after Queen Vashti. So uh, my mother wanted a daughter. She got me instead, but she still loves me, <laughs> being the little bad boy that I was. This song is honoring all mothers. That's what this song is about. We talk about being a blues man and all this stuff, and there's a lot of uh, we braggadocery, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I'm the man, you know, I'm great and I'm strong and I don't take no mess. I'm a hoochie-coochie man and I'm a, all of these things. Every man loves his mother. Every man got a soft spot That's for right. his mother. And so every, every, this song is, this song is for all of the mothers, not just my mother. You always came through. Now sometimes I did not act. Like I should, but you had patience, you understood, and this song is for mama, the first lady of my life. This song is for my mother. When it comes to love, she takes the with kindness and affection With her there's never rejection No matter what you might do When I was sick and in Ah, beautiful. It's it's nice to hear you slow slowing down a little, Vasta, yeah. with this tune. I I think a lot of people think about your music as as always high energy, high performance all over uh, the place. So I really like that sort of acoustic sound. Well, you know, you're a new mama. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, with we with beautiful Wheezy. <laughs> yes, sir, and I, I so appreciate you remembering that. Thank you. And Vasta, I do want to talk to you a little bit about this idea of of roots and fruits. This is a a concept or a, a notion that I first heard you talk about in 2014 at mm. TEDx Jackson. It was the first TEDx forum in Mississippi, and you were uh, the featured performer, featured artist that day, and you really put a lot of heart into that. And that's where I heard you introduce this idea of roots and fruits. Well, that, you know, I because I was so nurtured by the elders in my family, I just believe that we should be very careful about age discrimination, which we mm -hmm. very seldom talk about. And I believe that we need to connect young children 
and young adults with older people uh, socially, professionally. There's so much to be gained from both sides of the fence. And I know with marketing, you know, we're such a youth culture. Or we're so oriented towards youth, towards commercialism uh, in America. And it's not like that in, in all countries. So I, I'm, I just believe that, that uh, the elders are the roots. Of course, the youth are the fruit. And we need to, uh, to, to connect them in ways. We don't need to have this separation of, let's say, uh, what's, uh, what's because it's old doesn't mean it's not good. And because it's new, it doesn't mean it's not good or bad. So let's, let's keep that keep that going, whether we're taking um, babies uh, to, to young children to uh, nursing homes and things like that and, and surrounding people with older people with new technology and, and, and just that's just what I believe. So this, this CD is a combination of that. It, 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 it's a combination of acoustic things and there's some electric things on it as well. So you get the raw acoustic blues and then you have some electronic things as well just showing how these things can work together. Well, and uh, the album artwork features uh, images of your family. Uh, they all look like wonderful people, but uh, yeah. your grandmother, Mary Jackson, is featured in this photo with like a silver electric guitar. I mean, she looks like a <laughs> hip lady. Yeah, you know, you know, um, the thing about that, that the interior photos, and my grandmother was writing, still writing songs at 92 years old. Wow. And and she when she the last song she wrote was in April and she passed in July. Man. So her creative element always stayed with her. And the beautiful thing also about the about the, the C D cover and graphics is that, you know, the the image on the front cover is from the great H C Porter. And so that image, uh that photo was taken in Hattiesburg and AC uh, did the artwork, and it was also on the poster for the uh, for the Blues Foundation. So there's so many things of Mississippi tied into this project, and the guitar that my grandmother's holding is actually a PV guitar as well. Oh, great! Another Mississippi, Mississippi. tie. Well, uh, yeah. that's I. We want to uh, share with our listeners uh, another song as we go out. We're going to play the Blues Don't Discriminate. But uh, for people who want to uh, check out your tour schedule, uh, buy buy the new album, explore your other albums, tell them where they can go to find uh, information about you. Well, you can go to www.vastijackson.com. There's links to Facebook and email. And, of course, you can go to Facebook. And uh, I want to share this right quick before we go to the song. The song, The Blues Don't Discriminate, was recorded live at the Delta Theater in Clarksdale. Oh. And, and I was driving up there to do the Juke Joint Festival. And there were so many things in the news and everything about biases and discrimination. And, uh, you know, God just gave me this, this, this mantra, The Blues, The Blues Don't Discriminate. So that song uh, was never written down. It was in my head, so when I performed it at the Delta Theater, someone actually recorded it. So what you hear is the actual first performance of the song. Not a lyric was written to paper, and not any music was worked out. It came as an inspiration and was presented the first time to me and to the world. I heard it the first time that everybody else heard it. Man. But thank you for sharing this with us, and thank you for being on air with yes, us today indeed, on Best Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you all. God bless. I love you all. I look forward to seeing you soon. I'll be at the Marist Arkansas tomorrow night. All right.
Well, we'll leave you today with the Blues Don't Discriminate, a song that was never written down, recorded live in Clarksdale, Mississippi, by the uh, in, in, inimitable Vast Eye Jackson. Love Vast Eye. Uh, for Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Uh, this has been a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Radio. Thanks to Michelle McAdoo for producing the show today. We hope you'll stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women up next.